0: All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Generational Gems podcast. This is your host, Adonis Ayeva. Today we have a special guest. Fields, the celebrity designer himself. Welcome to the show, Fields. Uh, can you introduce yourself real quick for the people who may not know you yet?
1: How you doing? I'm Darian Fields, the designer, owner, and founder of Sari Flamingo.
0: Welcome to the show, Fields. Thanks for joining us. Um, so, Fields, can you tell us a bit about just your upbringing in general, where you're from, um, and, yeah, where you went to college and how you got into designing.
1: I'm from Tuskegee, Alabama. Um, I currently attend Alabama State. I'm a junior there, marketing major. And I've been doing shirts and clothing uh, about two years now, but during quarantine is when I actually cracked down and started taking the series. Um, I started off with a pretty popular shirt, uh, the collection was named No Dead Moves and from there that collection I started to rebrand and change my demographic and start doing Star Flamingo.
0: Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So uh no no dead moves. So just to rewind a bit, uh before you designed No Dead Moves, you you had an app called What's the Move, right? Yeah. So can you talk a bit about how you came out with that app, you know, what was the idea behind it and
1: uh yeah, how, how, that, how all that went. So once the move was started, because I actually seen someone doing parties with Eventbrite, and I knew that that was the only thing that people used for parties at that time. So this was around, like, 2016. This was my freshman year in college. I went to Faulkner University originally, straight out of high school, and I knew I was pretty popular in the area. So what I did was I was skipping class one day, and I ended up looking on Google how to create your own app. And then from there, I just start putting creative ideas together. And originally, it was either going to be called What's the Move? Or Party the F Up. Mm-hmm. So I ended up going, What's the Move? <laughs> and from then on, it was just putting together ideas and trying to see what people need and don't need and what they look looking to before going to parties. And one of my biggest features was you can see the party before you get there. So I would go to the party and actually record a video so people can see it, so you wouldn't even have to ask people what it looked like, like if it was blowed or if it was packed or not. Mm. So that was a big implemental feature at the time because it was so far advanced, mm. and then it just navigated into being this big app down south that people were using for parties.
0: Mm. That's a That's a great feature because... All of us, having been to college, we know how it is when everyone tells you this is the party you want to go to, yeah. you get to the door, they're charging you $30. You're asking them, is it looking good? They're lying to you, and they're getting inside, and it's <laughs> yeah, not looking you, good at all.
1: You can hear the music bouncing <laughs> out the wall, and it's, just, it's dead.
0: <laughs> okay, so so I guess, obviously, COVID happened in 2020, mm-hmm. which made it pretty tough for the event, event industry, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how are you able to transition so fast, you know, from... Apps and, you know, how did you even, like, think about your first design?
1: Man, right, so um, pre-COVID, I was already doing apparel for my, for my brand, What's the Move? So I had already launched um, T-shirts that were popular as well mm-hmm. and hoodies. So around about the time from December when I had just dropped my hoodies approaching the beginning part of 2020, Um, COVID was coming And so we had to adapt And pivot And prepare Some type of way Even though it came Like Quick Yeah (laughs) It came pretty quick So um, With that When COVID did hit Since I previously had What's the move And I know the events Were about to get shut down Not even by our choice I went with No dead moves So that's how That collection came So it went from What's the move The app To no dead moves The clothing Collection Mm-hmm. and from that I just transitioned and um it's a lot of ideas and um designs that didn't even get to make it honestly like mm-hmm. I still have a lot of designs that people will probably never see mm-hmm. and Star Flamingo just end up being one of those brands that I felt like can cultivate and turn into a store at some point in time so I end up going with that one and just end up being the best decision so far
0: gotcha gotcha okay so um uh... Today is gonna be a, a very uh, intensive marketing lesson so you're gonna have to tell us a bit about all your marketing uh, secrets that you that you're <laughs> holding that, that you're holding so every every release that you've dropped so far has sold out the same day right thankfully yes so tell us tell us a bit of the secrets without giving us everything right so Kent how do you how do you position yourself obviously you're very heavy on instagram
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, so so yeah how do you attract like such a loyal following and make sure that they're always ready to buy?
1: I would say the person first itself. You have to be your own billboard. You are the face of your brand until it gets to the point where no one knows who you are. Because once it gets to the point where the brand is so big, they don't know who the owner is yet until you Google it, then you have to represent that brand until it gets there. Mm. Um, The person first, building relationships and networking. That's pretty much 90% of it. You can sell blank T-shirts to anybody in the world if you can talk and market them well. Mm -hmm. People need blank T-shirts all the time. Um, Being organic, being different, being spontaneous is a lot of the ways that I make sure I market on a daily basis. If you go on my social media, you wouldn't even expect some of the stuff that I'm posting some of the times, and that keeps people on their toes and on the edge of their seats. Um, People like to watch people's stories sometimes if they don't know what's coming next. Sometimes you might see a celebrity, sometimes you might see a banana peel, (laughs) sometimes you might see me eating fruit, Um, but I try to tie it together at different times, seasonal, for it to make sense. Um, I try to use some of my well-known friends that I have. I was very very fortunate enough to have some well-known friends, so... I try to market through them as well, and then getting support from your friends is always best. Mm, for that's sure. how it starts off.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I think that's something you said earlier. You said, uh, you know, reposting something, as you know, that your friend posted costs literally nothing.
1: Yeah, it costs nothing. It's free for your friends to repost, mm. and then some of their followers will actually click on your page, and if your page is attractive, you might get a new follower, so. Mm. It all boils down back to it. I try to focus a lot on clicks, because clicks can generate the sales if you if your page is formatted the correct way, which is kind of like no textbook formation right. on how your Instagram page should look. But if it's attractive and you selling a good product and have great customer service, people will buy every time, even people that don't know you. Because there's a lot of people that don't know you that will support more than people that know you and 100%. been knowing you for years.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think we've all experienced that in this room. People that know you will will be the, the last people to buy from the you a last, lot of times. A lot of times.
1: <laughs> very last.
0: So um, your, your T-shirts are known for being, like, great quality. We were talking about the high quality of it earlier when you showed us one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you make sure that, you know, your quality is always up to par by choosing the right suppliers? You know, how do you, like, basically, how how does the quality testing go? When you're like testing new batches, new T-shirts, what are the requirements? You know, for somebody starting their own clothing line, mm-hmm. what should they look at?
1: You gotta shop around. Um, sometimes you got to take a financial loss just to see which brands are better because sometimes buying the most expensive stuff isn't always like the best fabric. Like someone was just telling me the other day, they hate how Chrome Heart feels, but it's a very popular brand. Mm. Like they see a lot of people buying it all the time. Mm. So just because it's expensive doesn't mean the right. quality of the fabric would be good. Um, you can shop around, though, like, try a lot of people. Because I'd rather you take a longer time to put out a better product than you hop out there and put out something that people really won't, like, vouch for. Because if the product is good, people are going to put their ten toes behind it. Hmm. If you go to Chick-fil-A and you see the line is long, you're going to stay in line. Yeah. But if you go to Sonic or McDonald's, <laughs> you leaving because you know Chick-fil-A is going to get you out of there fast. They're going to do it with a smile. They're going to ask you if you need more napkins, need an extra sauce. Mm-hmm. Like people are waiting in line for that. So if you wait longer to put out better product, then you can be more successful in a sense. Mm-hmm. But you do have to shop around. Um, There's been times when I didn't pay for fabric and didn't like it, so I wasted my money. But it led me to making sure I found that one brand that I knew is consistent. Mm-hmm. And finding them and sticking to them.
0: Mm. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So, knowing that you have very high quality, uh, you know, t-shirts and hats and just merch in general, how do you go about pricing your products? You know, in a way where you know you know they're gonna sell, but you also know you're getting what like the value that you're putting out, basically. Mm-hmm. So yeah, can you tell a bit about like your pricing strategy?
1: I'm still struggling with that. Mm. That's another reason why I'm moving to Atlanta, because I know I can raise my prices. Because a lot of times when I'm down here, people ask me why am I selling it at such a low price when Mm. my quality is better than a lot of people that's already here. Mm. So with me, the biggest thing is it depends on your market. depends on where you are. Um, That's pretty much going to be the biggest thing for you when you try to... Find out what you want to sell it for. Because mm-hmm. I know where I'm coming from. I'm coming from Montgomery, Alabama, where people have money, but they don't like to spend it on on really uh, fashion or clothes. Right, right. They'd rather drive to Atlanta and window shop and come back and still not spend no money or go to Atlanta and spend money there, but not in Montgomery. So mm-hmm. that was a big thing for me starting off because I knew I could always charge more than I was when I could have had more money and my business probably would have been in a better position Mm -hmm. at the time, which now is kind of coming full circle. So now I can get to the point where I'm charging more, but I charge based off of creativity, quality, and the time that it takes me to do something. Mm -hmm. Um, I try to make sure I put all three of those on the table and come up with the price as well as depending on what my next product is because I know I have to have a well-enough return and profit margin in order to order the next product yeah. so I can keep on putting out great things. So that's yeah. another thing I add, too.
0: Mm, definitely. Yeah, you mentioned earlier, you know, when you released your last, uh, when you dropped your last release, you basically covered all of your expenses for mm-hmm. that for that whole batch. Yeah,
1: that's an important thing, too. Um, sometimes you're going to break even. Sometimes you might take an I've been there numerous amounts of times, <laughs> but that's what pretty much comes with it. So don't feel like you're behind or you shouldn't get distraught
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, if that does happen because it's pretty normal. A lot of millionaires and billionaires have taken a lot of financial losses. Definitely. And have not started their successful careers until they're late 20s. So don't feel like just because we're 20, 21, 22, 23 that we're behind. It might be ahead of the curve or on the right path, but social media makes it seem like we're right. way behind. For sure. For sure. Um,
0: so you talked about knowing how to price or at least using, you know, your target market as a as a uh, indicator of how to price your products. Mm-hmm. So uh going back on that, uh one of the best moves you probably made this year was um targeting the skate, the the skating audience, right? (laughs) Such a loyal audience. So how did you even, how did that happen? I think we know kind of how it happened because Larry in here told you about the skate park, right? But did you, before before he told you, did you already know you wanted to target
1: Yeah, I ended up hitting him up and asking him where the skate parks were. And and I appreciate Mm. my man for coming through with that. And I ended up shooting a commercial there You just met somebody new today that came from the skate park, so big ups to Larry, Mm. my guy (laughs) Trevo. But I knew with this design that I really wanted to go um, with the skaters, because then I can have two for one. Because a lot of us still want to go with that skater look, just like Nike has their SB collab, and a lot of people still wear Nike SBs Mm. that aren't skaters. A lot of people never skated a day in their life or even think about skating, but still wear SBs. Still wear dunks, low top ones. It's like Vans. Yeah. So it's pretty much a a big culture thing where you could put two together. So being in California and seeing some of the stores on Melrose, I'm like, I know I can do it too. Mm. And putting design together was extremely spontaneous. I didn't even think going to California would put me in the mindset to come up with a Flamingo, but it did. Mm. And I took a loss going to California, but it's like did I win? Cause I came up with Sardar Flamingo, mm-hmm. but at the time going to California was a loss. So right. did I win? Cause if I don't go to California, do I have Sardar Flamingo right now? Mm-hmm. So it's like it was a blessing in disguise. But I did know I wanted to go with the skaters, cause that's that's a different type of wave that for sure. I feel like will be around for a long time, especially with Thrasher and Vans and now Sardar Flamingo.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think one of your marketing strategies that really worked and got you a ton of awareness was the the stickers that a lot of the skaters put on their skateboards, right? <laughs> yeah. And they might be skating all over the city. All so the city. So now everyone is wondering what is this. Yeah, someone's
1: going to ask what that logo is. So yeah. I made sure like I had some type of way the skaters can really make someone ask them a question. Mm. So they see a logo and it's different. Like, where did you get that from? Because they might want one. Now, that question might turn them into a customer just off of one sticker. Mm. So I try to look at stuff two or three steps ahead sometimes, even though it's pretty clustered in my mind. But I do try to use, like, different marketing strategies mm. like that one.
0: Nice, nice. So what what are any other marketing strategies? For example, uh, and I know you always say it's like a bit of art, a bit of science, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, what, what's something that you know for sure has worked for you every time?
1: Let's see. From all of my collections? Mm-hmm. Let's say it's coming up with different marketing content. you can be something so basic. Something so basic. And they probably like want more but yeah. the stuff I post mm-hmm. to me is so simple but it just works Yeah, and they might listen to this and like bro you still not saying it <laughs> honestly I feel like the stuff I post is so simple like when I posted the guy who brought my shirt today that was in the house mm-hmm. it was so many people hit me up off of just that but <laughs> I thought in my head since he had his outfit together it was best that I take a picture mm-hmm. and it ended up working and there's a lot of apps on the app store that you can use to like make Dope marketing content like Mojo M O J O, them, um, Momento, it's a ton of others where you can make your own marketing content of just stuff that's in your, your library from your pictures or your gallery, mm-hmm. and just, it's simple. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think
0: I think uh, you know, the one of the big takeaways here is that. If you haven't already started uh, putting out content, you got to put out more content.
1: Yeah, content is the biggest yeah. thing. Content
0: I, marketing is winning.
1: It is. My cousin, that's where he lacks the most. And I'm like, bro, you have to post. Like, marketing is how you can make your money. Because I've seen some friends post five, six hoodies and make $800. But if he wouldn't have posted the hoodies, right. he wouldn't have made no money that day. Mm. But just posting can make you money. Like, if you already spent your hard-earned money, getting the products produced and made and pressed and putting your hard work and time into get them done. So don't you want to sell them and make your money? And make your money back plus on? Yeah.
2: Because
1: you can have a box of T-shirts, the best T-shirts in the world, sitting in your house, and if you don't post it, nobody will know. Yeah. Your neighbors not going to know. They can't see in your house. There's no hidden cameras in there. So if you don't You're post right. it,
2: yeah,
1: nobody will know about it. So you have to market your product, even if it's not the best right now, because I didn't start off with the best stuff. Exactly. Actually, my cousin who lacks in marketing started off with better products than I did because mm-hmm. I let him use my resources at that time because I know I wanted him to be better than me. But the marketing is the biggest part of it. Mm-hmm. The biggest part of it.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, some of it may also have to do with uh as, as entrepreneurs, right, when you're putting out a product or a service, a lot of times you want it to be so perfect that, mm-hmm. that you wait to market you know you're like I don't I want it to be perfect before I put it out yeah and next thing you know you never put it out or by the time you put it out someone is on their fifth iteration of their product <laughs>
1: really it's no perfect yeah. time at all yeah It's no perfect time
0: so if you're listening to this definitely uh go out and put some like you're listening to content right now so go out and you know create your own content around your products and your services mm-hmm. and you'll be selling out every time life feels <laughs> <laughs> So um, can you can you tell us a bit about like plans? What what can customers be uh, on the lookout for as far as merch, as far as any anything else going into twenty twenty one?
1: Twenty twenty one to finish the year off November. I have beanies and hoodies. Mm. Um, a lot of people are waiting on my pants to finish. Which my pants, the day that I dropped my pants, I had over ten people hit me up that wanted to buy them early. Mm. But the product that I had wasn't perfect. Like, it wasn't ready to sell yet, and it was shrinking. So mm. I didn't want to put those out. So now, like I said earlier, I have to push that back to drop it at the right time so the product can be good. Right. Um. So hopefully, the beginning or middle of December, my pants will be done. Um. To go into the top of the year, I'll be anticipating doing sweatshirts to go with the Duplicate look of the hoodies, Mm -hmm. unless I find some other dope design to do. Um, But right now, we do have beanies and hoodies coming. December, hopefully, we'll restock on the hoodies and continue with pants. January, I know for sure I have a new design of hats coming out. Mm -hmm. um, as the ones that we already have. Sweatshirts, and then we might hold off until the springtime. Depending on what's going on with the weather and COVID, Mm-hmm. and financial situations. So it all depends. Sometimes I come up with designs on a random, yeah. and it's the best stuff that I've put out so far. So by then, I might have even more stuff that I just said, yeah. hopefully.
0: Yeah, I think you, you told me uh, you came up with one of your designs on the plane, right?
1: Yeah, it's for Mingo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I was crazy. going to California, yeah. it was <laughs> extremely spontaneous, and I drew it in my notes, and when I landed, once I got back to having phones, you know, I sent it to my graphic designer, and mm. now I'm here, just sold out again for the second <laughs> drop. Wow.
0: So any tips you, you can give on, like, because there's such a fine line when you're in an industry that's so creative, mm-hmm. but you still have to you still have to put in work. It's just creative, so it may not feel like work sometimes, but it's still okay. work. So, like, how, you know, do you have any, like, productivity tips or tips on, you know, staying creative? Because I'm sure there are some things that you do that help you stay creative. Yeah. And uh, you notice when you don't do them, you may be in a slump and your creativity mm-hmm. takes a bit of a hit. So any any tips? Because we know you're not a drinker, you're not a smoker. Yeah,
1: not at all. So it's
0: like, where does your creativity come from or how do you try to at least you know keep it at a certain level?
1: It really depends on a person. But um, for me, for sure, the best times I'm in my best headspaces is I'm around good people. I'm either listening to, like, my favorite music or, like, upbeat, high music. Like, Larry June is crazy for mm-hmm. me. Like, I have... Like, normally I used to listen to Gunner. You mm-hmm. know I'm still in a good headspace, but Larry June has put me in tons of different places, mindset-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing different views, I like to be around and see different sceneries. Like, seeing the hills, seeing rooftops, and mm-hmm. just being around great people, great vibes. Um... Driving fast is another one. (laughs) When I drive fast, I'm in a great mind, my energy is good, it's not safe to do right. (laughs) So, don't drive fast just to be creative. (laughs) But that puts me in a great space, Mm -hmm. and yeah, just being around good vibes like that's why I mentioned to you earlier that I have to start being around you guys more often because I need people like you all to be around. It puts me in a good mind and especially with the entrepreneurship what we were talking about earlier mm. with the e-commerce so yeah. being around these type of people would might help me further along just vice versa
0: mm. definitely yeah i think that's a that's a great tip for everyone listening there is like we all know the five people that you hang around the most end up really defining you know your thoughts and your yeah. really who you are so be mindful of like who you who you hang around and who uh you allow to impact your energy because it will it will definitely define like what you can do in life. You it know?
1: definitely will, tremendously.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, um, going to Alabama State, do you you know? Can you talk a bit about your college experience? Because earlier we had a we had an episode with with uh, Larry and Jamari, and they talked about their experiences. You know, mm-hmm. in college, some <laughs> of it was good, some of it wasn't so good. So, um, yeah, can you talk a bit about like any tips for just college in general? You think it helped you? Do you think it hurt you? You know?
1: Uh, I was pretty cool since I'm still going through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I started college in 2016, I took a year out, then I went to Alabama State 2018. Okay. College was pretty cool. I wasn't like the in the mix type of person. Like mm-hmm. I was still well known, but I was still kind of in the shadows. Mm. Like we were pretty big on throwing parties and our promo group and just us personally were well known. Like, Treble played football. He was well known and I was just throwing parties and people just like to be around me. But if we go to a party, sometimes it'll be my party and you don't even see me. <laughs> or you might see me outside talking to security, but I was never like the guy that wanted to be on stage popping bottles or like right, right. being seen throwing money. I was doing it for money, but I wasn't going to throw no money. <laughs> right, right. It was definitely for the financial aspect but. Mm-hmm. Mine was pretty cool though, um, pretty outgoing person, I like to be around people because I always wanted to leave a mark on people. Mm-hmm. But when you see me, I wanted you to be like, ah, oh, feels mm-hmm. like have high energy, and like to be around me. Um, but going, well, let me say, right now being in college with COVID, mm-hmm. I don't even feel like I'm in school for one. <laughs> right. And I never liked school, so that's yeah. a gem. Mm-hmm. It's. Being online, is easier to get through school. Right. It's just the organization part. But actually living on campus pre-COVID, it was pretty cool, though. It wasn't as bad because I didn't live on campus at all, but it was cool. Mm -hmm.
0: Got you, got you. So we got to talk a bit about the networking. We've seen you with Lil' Key, Ghana. We've seen you with, I mean, a bunch of rappers, a bunch (laughs) of designers. So um. Obviously, you can't teach. You can't necessarily teach a personality or things that come natural. Mm. right? but there ha there has to be certain things that you do that help you be in these situations where you know you might be in a studio and they say Gunna or Young Thug is coming. They they want to buy your, you know, they want to buy your merch. <laughs> like, there has to be something that you're doing, whether it's like being consistent and showing up and always mm-hmm. reaching out or just not being afraid to talk to people. You know, there ha- there has to be things that you can you know, share to the audience so that they can also, you know, put their best foot forward and Mm -hmm. try to hopefully be in certain situations like that?
1: Mine would be um, you do have to put yourself out there because a lot of the times with the people that I've seen on Instagram, I had to initiate the conversation first. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those things where a year or two ago, these were people that I, like, not grew up watching, but I was watching their like, YouTube videos and vlogs, so it was like, now yeah. I'm around these people that I used to listen to mm-hmm. when sometimes I used to anticipate, like, okay, he dropped an album, tonight I'm ready to listen to his music, too. now I might be in the studio and listen to his music before it even comes out. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, I had to grab those those conversations, and that's going to be a big part because if you're, if you're shy or you have anxiety where you start sweating around these people, it's mm-hmm. like... They people just like us. Yeah. Like if one of them was to walk in the room, you would know it's them. But the conversation won't won't lack at all because mm-hmm. they still genuine people. They laugh and joke just like us. But our world has given them this huge platform, so you feel like they're some type of celebrity. Right? Um, networking is another big part in keeping a relationship, especially with these type of people, because artists see people on a regular every day, mm-hmm. and keeping your face relevant and being seen in a good way, is another big thing. Like I talked to you earlier about me spending money just to come down a lot of times, like just staying relevant and building relationships continuously, kept their relationship built with either stylists or the artists themselves mm-hmm. where I was able to stay around. And now when I come around, people love it or it's requested. Mm-hmm. Like tell bro come to the studio, we're trying to buy some of his clothes or well, drippers, they say. And if I wasn't Staying relevant at those times or standing around, I might not be in these positions where I am today. Mm. Even though I was taking the financial loss sometimes, like mm. coming to get hotels, I knew what the end mission was and I know where I wanted to be, and that's where I am. So sometimes you got to do it for the business.
0: For sure. For like you sure. just said
1: in this documentary, sometimes you got to do what's best for the business. Mm. And it worked out. Um, Actually, when I leave here, I got to go see another artist in Wild Sale. Yeah, I got it. Mm. So. They yeah. might be on the lookout for that picture soon <laughs> after this podcast drops. But Thanks. Um, you have to go grab those conversations and put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. You have to be a great person at the end of the day because they don't like to be around people that pull their camera out all the time because that's what they're used to seeing all the time mm-hmm. like, on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to put yourself out there. Be, be a genuine person. Be able to network and actually care about the person if it's going to be beyond business because they around leeches all the time. Mm. Like, now they've got to the point where they trying to find out who's around just to use them. Mm. So once they see that, okay, bro genuinely cares. He acts around. He's not doing nothing detrimental to us when he's around. He can come around whenever. Mm. Like, last time I was at Key House, I went and cut his hair. And when I got there, it was like, bro, you cut hair? I'm like, yeah, I just don't <laughs> say nothing. And I didn't even take a picture of it. But I have to get back to that point where I'm taking pictures of it because that's what like your clients and your fan base is like. Right. But I've got so used to it, well, I don't even post it anymore. I I cut him and look at it. People probably would have raved over that, but I was like, I feel kind of used to it. <laughs>
0: it's like it's just every day now. It's kind of like yeah. to it, for sure. <laughs> I think I think that's like something I definitely want to rewind on because uh, being being genuine will get you just being a genuine person when you're like in these situations. Mm-hmm. It will take you so much further than if you were to, like, just try to immediately go for, you know, like, try to immediately sell something or yeah. immediately monetize something. Mm-hmm. Rather than building a relationship first and then seeing where it goes. Yeah,
1: that's the biggest thing, building a relationship. Yeah. Even, like, even if it's not with the artist himself, just the people in their circle. Because if you're in their circle, then you're still kind of attached to the artist. Right. And that's yeah. the best way to be sometimes. Like, even if you're not working with the artist directly... Their team, if you have a connection with their team, then you'll be good. Mm, for sure.
0: and then definitely also rewinding on investing in your business. Uh, you know, a lot of times people expect um, their business to start, you know generating s- some revenue before they even invest into the business themselves. Yeah. and it's like if you, if you want anything to grow, you have to focus on it. so you do. when you took some chances and investing in your business, you saw the returns mm-hmm. big time. So, you know, if you're if you're like starting out your 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 brand whatever your business is, you know, don't be afraid to invest in it whether it's time, money or both. Uh, because the only way your your business is going to grow is by you actually investing in it. For sure. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, so, um, you know, you say you like Larry June. We all listen to Larry Junior. so it's all about the numbers, right? Numbers. So, it
1: to me.
2: <laughs>
0: <Jeez>. <laughs> so like, speaking about numbers, you know, what, what are, like, expected, at least for you, what, mm-hmm. did, what did you see were, like, the expenses when you first got started? What well, was your overhead to just, like, get, you know, the right quality that, you know, of, of T-shirts that you were happy with? And then, you know, marketing it, you know, how much did you have to invest to start everything?
1: I said minimum was on my first batch of shirts that I had, minimum I would say less than a thousand or right at a thousand. Okay. Which made me more money than that, but I ended up having to put it right back into it. But that's a pretty good startup cost. Mm. And a lot of people can actually go with something realistic for two, $300, just depending on what they're. All right. Uh, game plan or business plan is at the time. That was just my personal one. Mm. Um, I started around a thousand. I ended up ordering some patches from Shanghai, China, some Chanel patches. Um, End up getting the blank t shirts done. I had to go to a print man to do the back of the shirts. And then for the Chanel patch, I had to get paid somebody to sew so those on.
2: Mm.
1: And that was a lot at the time, but mm. I knew with that shirt, it was so advanced at the time that people were like, okay, who's making these shirts with this WTM patch on the front? I want one. Mm. So I knew that was one of the things that I had to do. With those shirts itself, I took a L. Like It made me money,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but I had to order more shirts. And then at the time, that was only one stream of income, so I was living off of that money that I was making and having to put it into the business. Mm. which for a lot of people that's going to be the thing for a lot so you feel like you're making money but if you're spending it on another lifestyle as well mm. you're probably gonna see that you're not making no money right, right, right. <laughs> so you have then you have to search into different streams of income but my startup cost was around a thousand got a little a little less or above a thousand
0: gotcha gotcha i think that's another great tip you know i said gem we want to rewind on again because we always talk about even if you're not into business even if being an entrepreneur is not for everyone but having multiple streams of income is is, is, is it should be for everyone. It should be
2: for the
0: world, right. <laughs> so it's like even even if you know you, you do when I'm starting a business uh, you'll see pretty quickly that if you don't have another source of income mm-hmm. um, and you can't reinvest your profits back into your business a lot of times you won't last very long. So yeah, uh, yeah so it's very yeah, very important to build those streams of, those streams of income before you even uh you know start uh, trying to scale your business or you'll be really on the hamster wheel not really able to <laughs> <laughs> you won't be able to grow a lot of times that's how it is
1: really on the hamster wheel that was a good one <laughs> really on the hamster wheel
0: because <laughs> I think we've all been there like it's like you're, yeah. ma- you're making money but then you look at your spreadsheets and it's like it's a suspect what's going on <laughs> <Suspect>. <laughs> so, you think
1: some money missing right. <laughs> the money's there yeah, it's, it's just you need another stream so yeah. then you can actually see your money coming in because yeah. you're going to see your money coming in, but you want to actually see your money coming in. Mm. Like Once you get into the business, you'll see what I'm talking about. Mm. You want to see your money coming in, but it takes another stream for you to actually do that.
0: Mm. Yeah, for
1: sure. So I see that a lot. Because yeah. going to Whole Foods is expensive.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So you're going to need another stream of yeah. income.
0: Because yeah. that
1: tell's up. <laughs> for
0: sure. For sure, man. So, you know, lastly... If you if you had to give, you know, some, some advice, like really one thing to watch out for based on some of the mistakes you made. Actually, first of all, can you talk about one of your horror stories? Just, just like, anything bad that happened. Not, f- not just from, like, the closing line, but also from throwing parties, from the app, from your whole entrepreneurial, even from cutting hair, from your whole entrepreneurial journey. Any horror stories, because I think people always relate to those, and it's like, we want people to understand that things are gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So it's like you gotta build, you gotta build uh, thick skin from the get go.
1: You do, cause twenty nineteen, mm. I
0: took
1: a loss. Mm. I think yeah, we, five figure yeah, loss.
2: Yeah.
1: Five off, mm. like five figure loss. And I'm like, Shh. <laughs> I'm like, this is tough. <laughs> but if I didn't take that risk, yeah, it's like who knows. Because right. that, that five-figure loss that I took could have been almost six-figure win. So mm-hmm. it was like, I mm-hmm. really take that. Right. But that loss was tough. <laughs> right, yeah. That loss was tough, but it was one of those things where, like, I just kept going. Mm-hmm. And you just don't stop because it's going to get tough mentally. I tell my bros, like, if you win mentally, you won, like, 90% of the fight. Because mm. mentally, it's tough. Like, you're going to have mind games to play. It's like, man, is it even worth it? I could stop now and it'd be way better, but mm. if you stop now, you might work 9-5 to the rest of your life, which is cool for a lot of people. But I personally, I want to be wealthy and I want a luxurious lifestyle. And I know it's possible through fashion. So it's a guy named Richessa from Chicago. Mm. He's living. <laughs> He's living. He's not even halfway done yet. And look at Virgil, look at Kanye, look at Travis Scott. Like How are you a rapper and you collabing with McDonald's? And mm. they don't need you, Right. cause they are the billion dollar industry. But if you're big enough, like he has Astro World merch, and it goes ballistic. Mm. So with fashion, you can do anything. I know he's successful with rapping before he started doing clothes, but anything is possible with fashion.
2: Mm.
1: Anything like Michael Miri, he showed a video on his Instagram, like I think a year and a half or two years ago, he was manufacturing some of his own pants. Well, he was putting buttons on his own pants. not look at a mirror. A lot of people rave about her mirror jeans. Yeah. So anything can be done with fashion. But if you stop, if they would have stopped in the midst of their adversities, who would have known? We might not have a lot of these top brands because it's going to come. It's guaranteed to come. A diversity is going to come one way or another. If it's regular lifestyle, if it's with the business, it's going to come. So I would say mm. take that loss, even if it's not five figures and keep pushing.
0: Okay, for sure. Like Larry June himself would say, you got to keep going. You got to keep, keep, keep going. You have to. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, uh, definitely don't let any anything uh, get in the way of you building what it is you dream dreaming about doing. Mm-hmm. Um, on your road, you know, with entrepreneurship, a lot of things will happen, a lot of ups and downs, but you just got to keep moving. You talked about taking a five-figure loss. We were talking a bit earlier. Uh, Larry didn't know I took a $15,000 loss this year bounce back pretty pretty decent, you know. And, that's how it is, bro. And I, and that's not even, for some people, they take those losses on a uh, daily. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of know? people. So uh, it's, a lot of yeah. people.
1: i seen Warren Buffett to, like, $30 million dollar loss in the stock industry one day. Yeah. Like, imagine losing $30 million in one day. Like, right. That's
0: absurd. Right. right.
1: But it's like, what are they going to do, stop?
0: Exactly. Like,
1: they got to keep going. Jeff Bezos took losses before, too. I think his wife took a portion of their money when they divorced.
0: Half. How yeah. man? It's like he's a be there. but do you stop? You gotta right. keep
1: going. Like, imagine if Amazon stopped, the world might change. Right. But it's gonna change, guaranteed. All it's right. like you gotta keep going though. For
0: sure, for sure.
1: <laughs> well,
0: Definitely tough. Yeah, for sure. Well, all right, guys. Um, once again, this was uh, Fields himself, the celebrity designer. Of course, we'll have the Instagram in the description. Do you, Do you want to, you know, tell them where where they can find you on on social?
1: You can find me. The brand's page is Sorry Flamingo, S O R R Y, Flamingo F L A M I N G O. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> and my personal Instagram is The Real Fields, T H E R E A L F I E L D Z. The Real Fields. If you go to Sorry Flamingo, it's the only person that's following. I stole that from Rolling Loud
0: Yeah I was about to say By the way That's that's another tip Right there for you guys <laughs> If you have a business page Follow yourself Everyone yeah, is gonna want, want to follow yeah.
1: So he, it's gonna be An instant click Like yeah. if they don't follow me back Let me see what they follow mm. And boom They go straight to Whoever runs that page
0: mm. Well there you go guys Even on the way out Fields is giving y'all Free gems So make sure you go follow him uh, You got any You got any releases We can look out for
1: Yeah they In November I don't have a date For sure yet mm. I know I'm about to do hoodies and beanies, though, so okay. November they can be on the lookout for that, and then if it goes well enough, I'll probably do it again um, for Black Friday if it's not sold out, and pants in December, so we can do a Christmas sale.
0: Nice, so nice.
1: Christmas
0: sale. All right, guys, you might want to save your chips for Christmas. Um, yeah, save your <laughs> chips.
1: The, uh, hoodies and stuff might not be yeah. for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Might not be for everyone.
0: Hey, you heard it here first, y'all. Fields is officially in Atlanta. That means prices are going up, so save your chips.
1: Prices not doing number going up for sure.
0: (laughs) And all right, guys, this is Adonis Ava once again, the host of the Generational Gems podcast. And uh, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you on the next episode. Peace out, guys.